0: Go to quince.com/slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. FM 104's Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon.
1: It is Room 104 every Wednesday. At this time, you'll know by now that we do My Worst Gig, where I invite the best comedians in the city and the country on to tell you about the worst gigs that they have ever done. So we can all, I don't know, therapeutically laugh (laughs) at people's failings and misfortunes. Delighted that we made time for this gentleman, who you would have heard on our Monday slot, Punday Monday. He is the pun master himself, stand-up comic, Mr. Paul Marsh. Very welcome back to the show, sir. How are you?
0: Oh, not too bad. How's it going? Ari?
1: Good, good. Come here. Twice in one week. We're getting spoiled.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, when you ask me about I I'm wrecking my head here as to which one to tell you tonight, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the Vodafone Comedy Festival is on this, this week, right? But last year, one of the New York comedians was interviewed and asked in the interview what was his worst gig. Yeah. And, and he told me, uh, I got flustered. I couldn't think of anything. So I gave them one of yours. Oh. As if I have so many. <laughs> is that true? yeah that's true he he, he he gave them a story about one of mine the one he told him was that um, I was doing a gig one time and there was I remember there was 17 people in the in the room and uh, Dublin had had a rematch against Kerry and had lost and there was two uh, old guys down the back I'd say they were in late 60s maybe uh, wearing um, Dublin jerseys and just sitting there with their arms folded on high heels and halfway through my set one of them turned to the other and went why did you bring me here so that's, that's the one <laughs> that's the one he used it was just a terrible terrible night. Um, it was the, the, it was a, not a good night anyway but the MC went up and did 25 minutes before me I just, I don't know uh, and the, the crowd just weren't
1: uh, I have a funny feeling I know the- where you were as well but sure, we won't, we won't <laughs> even mention that
0: uh, <laughs> but, exactly, exactly.
1: Uh, and, but come here, what, what comedian was that that robbed uh, one of your stories
0: Oh, oh uh, it was Richie. Well, no, it was uh, Richie Bree. He, he said he just got philosophy he couldn't think of. Um, <laughs> so he says, "I just get morning." No, but the part that I got was like that. I have so many that you know. I know. He, he,
1: he, were like, "Don't worry about it." Happy days, yeah. like, yeah, listen, I, just take one of Paul's stories. He'll never be short on bad. Games. Well,
0: am I that bad a comedian? I've got all these. bad... <laughs> but I, 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 was thinking about it afterwards. You see, what what I do is, um, I, as you know, anyway, I organise comedy nights and. and Instead of playing it safe in comedy clubs around Dublin, I'll end up going out to GA clubs and stuff like that around the country, and 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 putting on comedy yeah. nights. And it's kind of there is in some like mostly they're brilliant nights, but you will have some that are just you know uh, they're, they're not they're not nothing to write
1: home about they're just they can be <laughs> terrible you know so, uh, uh, yeah and listen I know Richie is doing the Vodafone Comedy Festival as well and he's a very 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 good comedian so he's definitely worth going to see but make sure he, he needs to start working on a few shit gigs so when he's asked again he can have something to say
0: yeah he'll, that he'll have one yeah uh, well I, as I say I keep clocking him up so he can still keep taking mine. in, there's no problem
1: <laughs> you've got like um, a storehouse full of them you're like listen yeah, we're, we're set up for years
0: there was another one I, I think um I I as as I say I've got notes, but there was another one I think I told you about before. Um I mentioned it to you that I was I went to Liverpool to do Hot Water Comedy Club and the MC said uh after the break, I'll just do five minutes and, and come back to you. Yeah. Uh, or bring you on or whatever. And when he went out it ended up that there was um a prostitute in the or as she kept saying, sex worker. Sex right, worker. Uh in the front row and he just went to town just asking her every question imaginable and then finished by asking her what was the worst thing she's ever done to someone which was totally gross and then he went Paul Marsh everybody (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I was sitting I was standing behind the curtains, going oh my god like you are killing me here this is just terrible and I spent my whole 15 minutes set like looking at this audience who were just staring at her With disgusted kind of looks on their faces you know and it was uh, uh, it was killer and the the, the MC said to me afterwards you see they record their shows and he was like I know I just ruined you there but I'm sorry like I just that was just gold I had to ask her
1: <laughs> oh no because uh, I can imagine yeah. like if if, uh, for, if you don't know basically the, the hot water comedy clubs over in Liverpool over the last couple of years it's kind of grown into one of the more serious bigger clubs over in the UK uh, yeah. and a lot of big acts would play over there so one I know getting a spot there is tough enough and it's a, you know it's, it's a brilliant gig to gig at but <laughs> if you go on and all of a sudden the limelight's been taken off the comedians because now there's some dirty dis- dirty prostitute in the, uh, in the front row that everyone's yeah. She
0: was, she was loving uh, she was loving the attention. But what I thought was really funny is he kept saying, he kept saying a prostitute, and she was going, a sex worker? Correcting her. Right, yeah, correcting yeah,
1: yeah. Him, yeah. Or, or,
0: sorry, correcting him. And I was like, uh, after she mentioned the dirty days, then she still went and corrected him. And I was like, no, you don't get
1: to do <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah. Can I ask you, because what I'm intrigued by now is, again, this woman is stealing her thunder, Paul, because I'm wondering, when he yeah. asked her what was the most disgusting thing that she had ever done to a client, what 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 was it?
0: Oh, I don't know. Can I can I say it? I know you're going out late. Is it okay?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's late enough now, Paul. Yeah, you're you're free to to yeah, divulge. we'll just give I, a trigger I, warning uh, right now. This might be yeah, disgusting. Turn off if you're in, not into that. But go on.
0: I bet you. I, I, I bet you. Any time I've ever told this story to anyone, they've always imagined what it is before I say it. Anyway, but it's basically taking a dump. On oh. The, the, yeah. God. Uh, so when I walked out, I just went. Her name was Debbie, and I just went. So Debbie, client confidentiality accounts for nothing these days. You promised you wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> and, 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 but that was literally the only laugh I got because uh, as I went on to rest of. Uh, but I, I, I have a worse one for you. I have a worse one for you. I, uh,
1: hang on, a, hang on. Uh, a worse now? A worse thing you've done in sex or a worse gig?
0: Oh, oh no, no. Because <laughs> if you're like worst Paul, gig. it'd be very hard to top that now. <laughs> yeah, uh, very hard to top is right? Um, oh jeez. I uh, no. I have a worse gig. I have a worse gig. I had one since I since I was talking to you recently. Uh, we organised one down the country. Mm. Uh, I, w- I won't say where, but it was. Um, uh, we, we are. It was at this pub where. They just it was in a function room they decided they wanted to put on a comedy show and after I booked it I got asked to do a, a, a another show a festival which was like an hour's drive so what I did is I went down set up the gear told the comedians that were on the MC and all that I was going to headline and I'd be back for say 11 o'clock or whatever yeah. so we went and we did the other gig and I had two other comedians in the car with me and we drove back and when we arrived there was a big crowd outside and it looked like there was after me a hustle and bustle and all that uh, a fight had broken out in the middle of the of the comedy gig oh the first the first section went well the guy that was on was Joe Dowling you know Joe
1: I know Joe yeah
0: Joe did this whopper of the gig hopped in his car and drove home thinking that's a fantastic he rang me the next day and he goes that was a brilliant gig if it's ever on again keep me in mind and I was like no you didn't realise what happened so there uh, so the two guys on in the middle and uh, some woman went in behind the bar and the barman told her to, to F off or something or get out and she had something like six six sons there with her. Oh, lovely. So the six sons were, you know, how dare you talk to my mother, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, and the barman had a few friends, and next thing. Uh, so when I got there, um, I was there was a break on, and there was about uh, maybe 15 of the drunkest people you ever, you could imagine, left. There, there had been 65 people. Everybody left. Oh, no. So um, I remember potting up the sums and thinking I'm going to get 150 quid for maybe 15 minutes (laughs) I think I'll do this (laughs) but what made it worse is uh, when I went up nobody was listening to me absolutely nobody like people had their backs to me with their arms folded and stuff like that but the two comedians that were with me uh, were outside looking in the window laughing so I couldn't help but laugh so now I look like this gobshite that was up telling jokes to nobody laughing and I was the only one laughing (laughs) going through my set and it was just killer absolutely but, but we, did and you like, find
1: out exactly what happened with the fight like uh, did anyone was there punches thrown and like that oh serious? there was
0: punches and uh, like it it's, it's, it started like there was been in, in, they tried to drag the, bar, the, 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 the uh, barman out over the bar and then other fellas got involved and pulled the, the, the guys apart and bouncers came in and the guards and all were there. And was me. that was
1: that was that kicking off during the middle of someone on
0: stage? Oh, there was there was. But the guy—that was the beauty of it. The guy that was on stage was only doing seven minutes. He's a new enough comedian. Oh, good God! And I said to him, "I've got this lovely gig. If you want to do it," and, and, and he was like, "Yeah." And it, it seems he got one joke out. He's a one-liner. He got one joke out, one laugh, and then the who, fu- who the hell do you think you're talking to? That's my mother! Yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, and one of the lads, Simon, said that, fair play to me, he, he kept telling his jokes with a look of shock on his face. as this quite like <laughs> <laughs> something out of a movie. But, uh, yeah, so I, I did my set. And then when I came down, after the, um, I just wanted to get out of there. And I had plugged in. There was these women sitting down the corner who just were talking all the way through. Like, yeah. nobody was listening to me. And one of them just stopped me and said, um, I liked one of your jokes there. I uh, can't remember what it was now, though oh thanks very much uh, yeah I see. yeah thanks um, give us a shout if you uh, think of it (laughs) god that's that's, that's, there's there's three of them there's three of my worst ones
1: yeah yeah. they're they're pretty impressive I mean um, the fights a few because I know Tom Tom the Barrel Man who's on a bit on the show as well we chatted (laughs) to him on this and he had another kind of row kick off of one of his early gigs as well and there's been a few of those types they always seem to be down in you know down the country where I don't know what's going on but um, they just seem to be Settling arguments with their fists in the middle of shows and don't care who's on the stage at all. I'm just sure, here we yeah, go. Yeah,
0: it's 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 madness. Um, I, but I, I used to uh, I used to DJ before uh, uh, at weddings. I think I told you that. That's the only. Time. I've never. Seen, uh, I've only ever twice at comedy gigs seen a fight breaking out, know? but at, at weddings and stuff like that, it was the norm. Um, I remember doing a gig one time, DJ, and I I finished. I just put my gear together because I mean it was just madness. The whole wedding nearly were fighting. Oh really? And and. uh I went around and was throwing the gear into the back of the car and I, 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 I kind of knew the guy whose wedding it was and I kind of felt sorry for him to up and I thought, look, I, I'm not getting paid here, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll meet him again or whatever. And just as I was packing the car, this guy came around the corner who was like, a uh, guy was a groomsman. His shirt was covered in blood, blood dripping down his face and he goes, oh, here, that's for you, and handed me an envelope with blood on it, with with the money in it. And I always just thought, that was so professional. He took that Greenspan job so seriously. He 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 took time
1: out of a fight to go, actually, the DJ's leaving and I have an envelope here for him. Let me get this and I'll be back to you.
0: I would say like he had one job, you know what I mean? And Mm. that was the job for today. You've one job, pay that DJ. (laughs) Uh, So... uh, Ah, oh, it's brilliant. Uh, but you never know. I, I was only I was telling somebody the other day, uh, where I come from down at Tipperary, there's a, a nightclub called Legends. And <laughs> when it was over, uh, at half two, everyone would come out and there was a chipper beside it. And uh, everyone would hang around there and, and get taxis. And there'd be people there till five o'clock in the morning. And there was a fight every Saturday night.
1: Oh, of course. And my
0: nephew would come home and say, there was a fight outside the chipper last night. And my father would always say, those chips drive me all mad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> God. Come here, Paul. I know you've been doing comedy a good few years now. When and where was your first gig? Um, I actually did
0: it... Uh, see, I uh, my, I did it when I was 11. I did stand-up comedy uh, at a school concert, yeah.
1: No way, did you?
0: Yeah, and I... I uh, uh, Brendan Grace, him, I robbed all his material at the time. <sighs> uh, he was my idol. I had all his tapes. I had all his cassette tapes. And uh, I just thought he was just the business and um uh, i did like a britain and grace type of impression uh and for like i think i did 35 minutes my first gig ever 35 minutes yeah at a school concert and i think it was just the fact that i was 11 and i was cute looking or whatever but i did pantomimes and all that kind of stuff and then i came to dublin and i tried stand-up when i was about 19 The, the only club at the time was the international yeah and it just wasn't for me um I, would, I wouldn't I would have realised but back then I would have had anxiety and you know it just I couldn't like too stressed out and just Really? Yeah and uh, so I spent 20 years regretting it and then um, <laughs> uh, I eventually one of the guys I work with who we had done Jer Devine I don't know if you ever met Ger haven't met Ger he no he, he was explaining to me about open mics and how you know the, the likes of the Battle of the Axe was just a lovely spot to do comedy and come on in and so then I had a look at it one night and I thought, oh, I have to, to give this a go. And I, I always kind of had it in my head, like I would always be kind of thinking of material. So I had no problem coming up with seven minutes. And yeah. So I went in and, and, and did seven minutes and uh, uh, won the little duck that you do as a kind of a rite of passage. And uh, I was hooked from then. That was nine years ago. So.
1: Hang on. How did you get on at the 11-year-old talent competition in school?
0: Oh, that i uh, brilliant! Uh, after that, I was on the local radio and every kind of a thing. It was, uh, I, 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 it went well. I, I, I it still, I. Did you win I it? Have, oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't a talent competition. It was like just uh, a show, like it was, a showcase it was concert thing. And I, ah. was stuck, yeah, stuck in the middle. Of it, yeah, but I mean, it was a packed hall. It was like four or five hundred people or whatever. So, and you know uh, what? It's,
1: it's ironic because you, you'd be years trying to get to a gig in front of four or five hundred people when you're doing stand-up.
0: Yeah, and you're and my very first song was that. <laughs> but, but the Job other, like, we we did pantomimes and we would sell out eight shows. It was it's a great community down there. I mean, anything they put on, every year now I, I, they have with, this is the third year running. They have Stars in the Rise and IMC that. and w- there will be four hundred people on the Friday night and maybe five to six hundred on the on the Saturday night, and that's like pretty much everyone from the locality. Kind of just mm. you know, if there's ever anything like that. People support it, you know, so it's great down in a country like that, you know. So uh, I look forward to it. It's a, it's a, in November, um, yeah every year it's great, you know. So,
1: um, but obviously, speaking of gigs, now tomorrow night the Vodafone Comedy Festival kicks off, and you'll be down there with, uh, with a whole host of I know Irish and international acts. But when, when are you gigging and performing?
0: I'm. What they have is they have this thing called the Comedy Lab, and it's like an extra gig. So if you buy a ticket to an early show, say Tommy Tiernan or whatever is on a half seven. That'll be over at about nine or just after nine, half nine maybe. Uh we're on uh Chatham's Comedy Club I as am part of and they they have like this extra show so it's free in. So you just show your ticket from another and you come in. Uh and, and it's it's like a fifty, sixty seat or one. It's it's mm. a it's a love it's a lovely room, people sit in bean bags and all. I, I did it last year again and it was, it was brilliant. So uh, I got me laminates today, my little guy who was four still has it on him and he won't take it off
1: oh the little <laughs> lanyard things a little artist yeah. pass
0: he's going around doing it like a Wayne's world just showing it to everybody so,
1: <laughs> amazing
0: yeah so looking forward to this brilliant weekend there's some deadly comedians coming over um, so pop in and out to see them you know to see them myself but uh, and, and catch the usual it's like the likes of Fly Arms and Hog and Tommy and all are you know they're, they're brilliant every time so uh yeah, uh, yeah looking forward to it. Uh, the, the comedian's christmas everybody keeps
1: calling it. So, uh, the old, down the Ivy Gardens. So, um I know yeah. there will probably still be some some tickets available if you're planning on heading down uh, Vodafone Comedy Festival. Just Google it. Go see Paul tomorrow night in in the comedy lab part of the Chapmans Comedy Club and stick around. Yeah. Chat to him about more of his, uh, <laughs> his worst gigs. And um, Paul, listen, thanks a million for popping on again onto my worst gig and we'll sure we'll chat to you Monday for Punday Monday.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. Talk to you soon, bud. fm 104's is room 104 podcast.